0: The F word at work from Fertility Matters at Work is a conversation about fertility and how it affects people at work. You'll be hearing from our community about what they experienced whilst trying to build their families, as our aim is to help you better understand this issue by sharing these stories, along with our own insights from the work we are doing. Plus, we'll be talking to the organisations making these cultural changes the norm, as well as bringing you thought leaders from the workplace wellbeing space.
1: You know, there's a whole load of reasons that are scientifically based, factual based and just in terms of social evolution, that people are going to go down this pathway. And if businesses don't sit up and take notice about it, they're going to be in trouble. They won't be able to attract those people. They won't be able to engage them. They won't be able to retain them.
0: We're delighted that Apricity is sponsoring this series of The F Word at Work. Apricity is the world's first virtual fertility clinic. They use at-home testing and scans, which means just two in-person meetings per treatment, compared to around 10 with the traditional model. Apricity's Fertility Benefit gives end-to-end support and treatment from Apricity doctors and nurses and transparent pricing with no hidden costs. To find out about the unique Apricity Fertility Benefit and how they can support your employees with inclusive fertility care, please get in touch with the Apricity team by going to appricityfertility.com and clicking on the For Employers section. Now, on with the show. Welcome to 2024 on the F Word at Work. Now, before we launch into our series for this year, we wanted to take this opportunity to say Happy New Year and just for us at Fertility Matters at Work to reflect on our 2023 and give you our thoughts on why we think you really should be thinking about becoming fertility friendly in 2024 obviously we've been banging this drum and we're all extremely passionate about it but i'm joined by becky and claire my fellow co-founders just to talk through some of our highlights from 2024 so first of all i want to welcome both claire and becky happy new year from all of us i think we can still say it's still january when we're talking happy new year So first and foremost, some of the things that we just wanted to just remind you of that happened for us in 2023. We were nominated for the Northern Power Women's Awards. We were highly commended at the This Can Happen Awards. We were invited on BBC Breakfast News twice to speak as experts on this topic. We spoke at the Modern Family Show. We spoke in Parliament. We hosted a fertility panel for This Can Happen. We filmed content for mental health platform Jack at work. Becky travelled to Copenhagen for ESHRA, the European Fertility Conference. I was meant to, but my passport had run out. But the pair of us did make it to Switzerland for the HBA Gender Healthcare Summit, which you will be hearing more about in this podcast series. We've accredited five organisations in 2023 and we have held over 50 events. And with the 30 or more organisations that we have been supporting, it means that we have had an impact on over 150,000 employees. Now, just hearing that back, both of you, I know we've been talking about these findings and we've been sharing them on our socials, but talk to me a bit as a starting point about why you think the perception on this topic has changed or has shifted in 2023.
2: So if I start and I think back to all of those highlights that you've just mentioned there, I think back to the time where we were invited on BBC Breakfast. And aside from it being one of the most terrifying things that I've ever done, I remember speaking to the producer beforehand because we're going to talk about this topic and them saying, we're going to open the the WhatsApp line and the text lines on this, but we're not quite sure whether we'll get much of a response. I remember saying to him, you will be inundated. I can promise you that. And on the day we were kind of waiting to go on live TV. And I remember him coming to us sort of a few minutes before saying, it's been hot on those lines it's been absolutely crazy we've had so many different people texting in and saying thank you for covering this thank you for doing this this is what's happening to me that was a real moment I think where they did say after we'd done the piece that we will be coming back to this because we can obviously see that this is a problem and I can't remember another time where a national broadcaster has opened up this conversation around fertility pregnancy loss in the workplace and how it's supported in that way and on the back of that we were invited back just I think it was under three weeks later to talk about it again when another piece of research came out so that for me was a real marker in the year for us to say look we are now getting this conversation out there in the mainstream and it's amazing when we look back and we think we've potentially impacted 150,000 employees but also To think actually, there's still a long way to go. There's still so many more people out there. And I know just from a a post that we shared this week around IVF being seen as an elective procedure in the workplace, we were inundated with people from all different organizations saying, Yep, this is me, this is what I'm facing. My policy talks about it alongside cosmetic surgery. And so even though we're making progress, there's still so much more to do. So I think it's really made me see kind of what is possible, but also. What more there is to do?
1: From my perspective, Nat, I've reflected back on 2023 and thought of two main words that kind of describe it. One's evolve and the other one's collaborate. So I don't think at any point we've missed even one opportunity to put this on the radar. And I think because we've gained that momentum now, not just from the BBC Breakfast, but all the other little incremental things we do and the conversations we have with People just on a one to one, that message is getting out. And I think actually the 150,000 employees mark is actually a massive underestimation of the people we've reached and the people that are talking about this. I have, you know, my sister's a teacher. She's got friends talking to her about it. My niece is a nurse down in Pembrokeshire. She's got her friends talking to her about it. And, you know, those little kind of spider legs that come out and they're making those connections. It's like those connections that are happening. The incremental ones right across the platform and right across every conversation because we seem to have our fingers in so many pies and 2023 was the real energy bit that has actually set us up for this year and coming years so I just think that everything you've mentioned you know we could mention so much more there's the webinars yeah. we've done we've spoke you and I did a webinar for in Australia one morning very early morning do you remember that that was a 7am start for us And that conversation isn't just even restricted to the UK now. And it shouldn't be because it's a worldwide conversation. But initially, we didn't see that. And we were banging on doors saying, you need to listen to us. That is definitely ramping up. And I think that whole point
0: you made about the collaboration, we've loved some of the collaborative conversations that we've been having and the way that people now see where we fit in terms of what they're doing. And I think this is a really exciting year for us as an organisation. In terms of people listening and them really thinking about why this is a key consideration for their agenda, there's been some amazing research, especially around Fertility Week in November in 2023 that came out, talking about, for example, the impact that this has on people's careers. One of the surveys had showed how 18% of their respondents talked about leaving their job due to the impact of fertility treatment. We know we've had 36% as a stat before. But do we think that the realisation is there now of who this affects. Because we've always talked about it as a people issue. And We've seen more organisations in 2023 talk about it from the male perspective. That's the most I think we mm-hmm. saw in 2023. Yeah. That male conversation was really high on the agenda. People realising, finally, and we know we've got work to do, that this isn't just a female issue. Obviously, it's an issue within the LGBTQ plus community as well. But considerations for why this should be on the agenda for organisations. Let's just talk a bit more about that and what they need to be thinking about in terms of talent retention and engagement and that type of thing.
2: Yeah, well, I think the stat you mentioned first around the 18% of people left their jobs, that should make organisations really listen. I mean, we talked about 36% of people considered leaving their jobs. Now we know from this other study, 18% actually did leave. That's almost one in five. And if we're saying that one in six individuals are impacted by infertility, that could be a huge number. So when we're trying to get businesses to think about how does this impact us? And does this actually really impact the business? And is this just another next fluffy thing that we're talking about with HR and DE&I? Well, no, because it is impacting your bottom line. It's impacting the cost of recruiting somebody else and replacing that talent, but also the personal cost for somebody when they're not supported through this life event is huge so i just think the more data we can get and the more we can talk about this and the more organizations that are doing the work and seeing the benefits i think the more we can get others to come on board with us
1: i think we've got a really long way to go i can see opportunity everywhere i look and for every person i speak to and talk about this and i have that recognition in their eyes that says Ah, okay, yeah, I understand. Or people that say, that's happened to me, whether it was five years ago, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, people are starting to get into that zone that there's a realization that this is a workforce challenge. This is not about people banging on about employment rights. And we just want this, Becky used the term that I absolutely detest in HR, which is the pink and fluffy bit. This isn't pink and fluffy. This is about strategy. And this is about direction. And this is about your longer term plan in retaining your staff. And actually, we know that one in six will become greater. So it'll be one in five. Give it another 10 years, it'll be one in five. So logic dictates that actually your workforce is going to be accessing fertility treatment more in the future for various reasons notwithstanding fertility on the decline for males and females you know there's a whole load of reasons that are scientifically based factual based and just in terms of social evolution that people are going to go down this pathway and if businesses don't sit up and take notice about it they're going to be in trouble they won't be able to attract those people they won't be able to engage them And they won't be able to retain them and I think this, what we do
2: here, isn't just a mission as our organisation. It should be a mission of the society. And that's why collaboration is so important. And I still think there's a huge amount of work to do in society when we're talking about the topic of infertility. And I actually shared a post as part of my patient advocacy work just recently about why isn't infertility seen by society. And you can kind of reflect this back to the workplace as well. And it's When I say by scene, I mean is why is it not recognized as a legitimate medical condition or a legitimate real grief that people go through? So I just think it's really important to think about why does this not get the same level of support and understanding as other significant life events that people might go through? And some of the reasons that I came up with, and I'm sure there's so much more than this, is obviously we live in a pronatalist world where everyone is expected to have children. It's a given and So there's this huge pressure, and actually we don't really want to talk about those people who might struggle to have children. We'll just celebrate the positive stuff. But also, I think fertility treatment is seen as a want rather than a need. And I think all three of us who have been through fertility treatment... We needed to have treatment to allow us to have a child and it shouldn't be seen as that elective procedure. But there's still so many other things that cultural expectations within different ethnic groups that we were talking about just earlier on today that compound it, make it even more of a taboo. And it just becomes so hidden. So I think it's just how can we change this as a society? And we're only doing kind of a little bit of that work within the workplace, but how can we collaborate with people to do more? And I think that's just one of the things I almost want, if you're listening to this, just leave you with that thought around how can we, like you said, with those little spider webs of trying to reach other people, really try and shift the perspective on this topic. And I think it's that, because
0: we want to give you this kind of short, sharp moment
2: of just
0: reflection of what you might be discussing with your colleagues for 2024. It's think about this topic and think about what could you do that you've not yet done to start, whether it is just putting out some feelers as to whether this is a conversation, find out, you know, if there are people who are willing to share their experiences, because we've had incredible People sharing lived experience and we've seen within organisations how beneficial this is and we know that there's loads that you've got to do and we can't stress enough that just doing nothing isn't an option. We know that this has an impact on mental health and we know that people are looking at employers, potential employers to see whether this is a conversation that is being had. And that is, I think, something that you can't deny. And the findings that we have referred to at the start of this podcast, and we'll put links to it in the show notes, there's a couple of real key studies that came out at the end of last year. But the Fertility in Focus report in November 23 said that more than 55% of employers are looking for increased fertility support from their employers. And we know that it is part of that decision making process. So that alone should be motivation for you to have the conversation. We'll put details of how you can get in touch with us. We've got loads of exciting events coming up for 2024, but we just hope as a starting point for something to think about that this fertility conversation will be on your agenda for 2024. Even if you can't action it until 2025, you need to be thinking about
1: it in 2024. I think as well, the parliamentary mission we have in the background too if you are listening to this and you do want to just indicate slightly that you're interested in this conversation to sign up for the fertility workplace pledge which you can find we'll put the link in the show notes to where you can find that as well that's just an indication as to somebody or an organization that's interested in maybe taking this conversation further in the future you don't have to do anything just give us a nod that it's something that you could potentially scope out yes and we're going to be banging the drum in parliament for the rest of the year again around this. And
2: it's a real key year, because obviously, at some point in time, there's going to be an election. So we really need to get this on the agenda. We want this to be in manifestos. And so keep an eye on our socials as to how you can get involved with campaigning for that
0: So keep listening. You'll hear how you can find our socials and our website. Check out the show notes. Please do give us a review if you've been listening and haven't yet. But also share this podcast. The more people that we can get talking about this in this little bite sized chunk. Maybe this will get somebody thinking and they might go and check out our website to learn more. So thank you for listening and we hope that you enjoy this new series for 2024. Do follow us on our socials at Fertility Matters at Work on Insta and LinkedIn and Fert Matters Work on X. And be sure to check out our free resources at fertilitymattersatwork.com, especially if you yourself need support. You'll also find our white paper, details of our manager training and awareness raising activity to support your organisation in becoming fertility friendly accredited, our policy guidance document and most importantly, our contact details.